Welcome to Because and Effect, a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation, where we talk to people about the causes they care about and the effect that it has on their lives. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Today's guest is Faustina Delmasio. She is one of the five filmmakers selected for the first ever Cinematoba Film Fest, which is a partnership between the Winnipeg Foundation and the National Screen Institute. Faustina's film is called After School. It's about two young sisters who have an after-school adventure and how their community helps them when they lose their way. We talk about her experience growing up in a Filipino immigrant family, her approach to Cinematoba as a first-time filmmaker, and how she conveys the themes of family, generosity, and community in her film. Please enjoy my conversation with Faustina Dalmasio. Thank you for listening to the Because and Effect podcast. My name is Nolan Bicknell, and I'm now joined in the Winnipeg Foundation offices by Faustina Damasio. She is the filmmaker behind After School, one of the five films coming out for Cinematoba. Faustina, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So I got to go on uh, on location when you were filming uh, After School, your drama about two young sisters who are newcomers to Canada who, due to the long hours their parents work, often end up alone after school. That's just a brief synopsis, but maybe before we get into sort of your story and everything, just tell me what After School is about and how did it come to be? Why did you choose this story for Cinematoba? Um, this this story was really about the the bond of the sisters and how they rely on each other um, after school when they're alone and their parents aren't home yet from work. So it's about the companionship and um, just just a strong bond that they really have a sister. So it's it's about exploring that and also exploring the the community that they're in as well. Right. Yeah, when we came on location onto the set that you were filming at, there was a whole mu- multiple families and you had dinner, your lunch for everybody. So how important is the community to this project and to and to your work? Um it's it's really the heart of the project. Mm-hmm. Um I think the my main kind of thesis in the story is about how community can help us feel like we belong somewhere. Mm. And I think that's especially important for um, immigrant families where they might feel like they're alone and they have no one to rely on. So just having that sense of community and belonging is really something that I wanted to put um, to highlight in the project for sure um, so maybe let's talk about your story like what if, if I was to ask you what is your story how, how do you answer that my story yeah. um, well right now I'm working as a pharmacist and um, my family immigrated to Canada when I was 11 so um, we had family here already and that was really a great like um, support system for us to kind of have that small community of people that we can rely on and made friends along the way so um yeah it's um my whole story really is about um family and just me wanting to achieve my goals and graduating from school now i'm exploring um filmmaking and i'm having a lot of fun with it very cool yeah Yeah, so after school is your debut film as a filmmaker Mm -hmm. um just talk about the process and what that was like being a first-time filmmaker but having this budget and having all these people like there it was a pretty big production when we came to uh to to talk to you that day so just maybe bring me back to those days when you were filming and and and, or even before the pre-production what was that all like 
Oh, it was it was really the best experience that I've had, I would say, in my life because it's awesome. everything was so new and I've met all these amazing people. Um, I would start with my mentor, Rebecca Gibson. She is um, she was the most accommodating person and knowledgeable in anything that I could ever ask. Um, nothing was a stupid question. <laughs> and that's really important for somebody that is not in the industry. So she's connected me with uh, a team that was really quite supportive um, with my producer, Hannah Johnson. She was also really the rock of the production and like getting um, all these people together to do um, my project, which, which was really surreal to me. Um, just because it's something I wrote and it's something that people took seriously, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, and also Cameron Bennett from um, NSI, he was he was really a great um, uh, mentor as well. Yeah, and great resource. Hey, yes, he knows yes. everybody and knows all the he things. He does. Yeah. yeah, any questions I had, he he was always there to answer anything. So, just because of all the support that I had, I don't think I really struggled with anything. Maybe. It's just like being busy, struggling, like working full time and also working on this. But because it's so fun and it's something that I'm interested in, it, it really doesn't feel like it's a it's bad. It's not it's, work. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's a it's like a, re a reward to like be able to work on it. For sure. And yeah. Cool. Um, so how, do you have the did you get bitten by the directing bug and this is oh, going to be definitely. a thing? Yeah. 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 I often think about like that weekend that we filmed and I'm like, ah, I want to do that again. So it's definitely my goal to keep doing this and keep working at it and just learn more about the industry mm -hmm. and make that connection. Very cool. So Cinematoba, um, the theme was generosity. You have to uh, write a story about generosity. What were you thinking about when you were sort of pitching the idea or thinking about possible stories? And, and how does generosity sort of tie into um, after school? Um, that's definitely the, the heart of the film mm. for me. Um, I always had this idea of this film that even if like I w something that I was like wanting to film on my iPhone was like, just what it's like to be alone after school. And then I saw the posting about Cinematoba and um, how it's a local story that you, uh, and the theme was local generosity. And I kind of worked that into the theme mm -hmm. because um, it's kind of something, I think I've talked about this before with you with yeah. like when I kind of got lost and somebody had helped me get home so I kind of just tied all that like personal experience into this story and it's and it's really something that happens here in Winnipeg because I feel like the community that we have we are surrounded by good people generous people that will help you if they can friendly Manitoba yes. right <laughs> so were there any fun story I mean you had the two main actors were how old five and she uh Ele 11, eleven and six. Right. Yeah. So, what, what was it like work? I, I've heard stories that like it's tough to work with kids, but how were they? What was? What were some fun behind the scenes stories for for when you were filming? Oh, they were like the best girls that I could have ever found. Wow. I'm so lucky to have found them. Um, I found them through um Facebook actually, because there's a Filipino community group. Um, and then I just my friend actually because I wasn't part of the. Filipino community group yet gotcha. had posted on the group saying that there's additions, these are the roles available, and they reached out 
or the family their parents reached out or um, something of the like like email me or reply to the the posting and then we had set up an an open type of audition and about I would say 10 to 13 kids had come in wow and actually those same kids were the kids that you saw that day the extras yeah the extra kids yeah yeah. Yeah. so they were still they were all so excited and interested in acting so i think that was really the key for um any like child actor is like they're interested in it they think it's fun um and the the ones that i found like the the ones that um got the main role riley and quinn Mm -hmm. they were really professional loved acting and they're they want to do it more their parents said and it was really lovely to see that because it's a a great opportunity for them to see themselves on screen especially um riley who actually had come to canada two months prior to filming yeah yeah that's amazing yeah so i'm guessing they got the bug too they've got the acting bug yeah so so it, it was great um seeing her mom um like just so willing to go to the location and actually prior to that we even had a rehearsal at my house Mm. so it was kind of good bonding time and like it was also good to go over the script and see which one should be english which Mm. is tagalog um some funny parts um i would say those two girls really bonded um i think in the movie they seemed like they were real sisters they just became good friends so um, Riley's um, name is Riley Jade, and then Quinn's second name is Quinn Riley. Um, so then mm. she was loving Riley so much that she asked her mom, "Can I go by Riley too?" <laughs> so Adorable. then she became Riley too, <laughs> and it was so cute. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what What's something you learned? Because first time filmmaker, that's a lot of moving parts. There's so many actors and you know cameramen and everything. What, what What's What's one of your main takeaways of what you learned from this process? Um, I was learning every single day and every single time I talked to my mentor, Rebecca, one of the biggest things that I learned was just the importance of how, like the organization and how that can really impact the day of filming Mm. and like just having everything ready. And I had a really great team to like support me with that. And I feel like I really couldn't have done that without them. So I just, it's just something to experience the importance of a good team to support you. Yeah, the so. best and the best way to learn, in my opinion, is just doing, right? Yes, like getting out yes. there and getting and learning by doing, because you can read it in a book or you can watch a documentary mm-hmm. how to make a movie, but like until you're out there, yeah, you never really know. Yeah, just like how hectic it can be <laughs> and like how okay the actors are coming on set and blah 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 stuff like that it was just so fun very cool so you mentioned rebecca one of five mentors you are one of five filmmakers and all 10 participants are women Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts on that um i think it's great um women in filmmaking is uh something to be celebrated especially them um being the directors the creative um force behind it and like getting to tell these women's stories me i'm telling a story about sisters it's just kind of a, a different perspective and it's something that I love to see and I would love to keep sharing. Yeah, absolutely. So Cinematoba, September 27th. Um, are, w- what are you looking forward to? What are you expecting from the night? 
I'm looking forward to um, sharing my movie with my family and friends. I've been talking about it for months, and they ask for updates and stuff like that, and it really like, warms my heart to like see them interested in my hobbies. And um, I'm really wa- looking forward to sharing that and also looking forward to what the other four films are going to be. I'm sure it's going to be just as interesting and just as good and... I can't wait to see what their stories are like. It's going to be a special night for sure. So you mentioned is some in English and some in Tagalog, or what? Yes. what yeah. So was that important to you to sort of connect your yes. your roots and and how did how did that all come to be? Um, when I first wrote the script, actually, they the they weren't necessarily Filipino. The the two girls. Okay. It could just be any immigrant family because in Winnipeg we have such a diverse community. They could have been. Um, really anywhere from the world but my mentor thought that they should be Filipino because um, of just the connection that it has with me as a filmmaker and then and I think that really was key because it just moved the film closer to my heart the authenticity yes. of it yeah, comes yes. through yeah and then I translated some of the the lines in Tagalog and um I, it was important for me to highlight that they were new to Canada and that's why they still speak Tagalog because a lot of um, a lot of kids that are born here, they don't really speak Tagalog. So I guess that's how you would know. Mm. So it's just it's just another little like fact that they're new to Canada. So they may not have as many friends yet. And that's why they hang out with each other mm. after school all the time. It's a very relatable story. You know, we've all been kids either if you get forgotten to get picked up after school mm-hmm. or what you know you end up home alone for a bit it's such a relatable story what what are you hoping um people take away when they after they watch your film what are what emotions do you hope they feel what thoughts do you hope they think well i hope that they um i feel like this is a very heartwarming story and i hope that it comes across like that i definitely don't want it to feel cheesy <laughs> so um I just want people to kind of feel that sense of um, that family, like how strong their family bond is Mm. and how um, the community that they live in has kind of helped them as a family as Mm. well. Yeah, it's come up a lot in, in, on this podcast where that old saying, it takes a village to raise a child. For you know, sure. it really takes a full community. And when we came down into that basement there and you had like, I don't even know how many people, a couple dozen people it downstairs. Was, it, it was, was such awesome. a good energy, good vibes, like yeah. good good community vibes. How important is it for you to represent that community on screen and, and just in your in your art? It's definitely important. It's something that's personally helped me mm. um, growing up, just making friends and knowing people that are going through the same things, such as being new to Canada or just just generally having friends that are like you. So I think that's, um, that's something that's important as a child growing up. Right. So you feel like you have a sense of belonging. You have your peers that are going through the same thing, so you aren't alone. And, and that's definitely... Um, how it felt when we were all in the basement because it was just so fun with all those kids and their parents just supporting their interests. Yeah, it was really good vibes for sure. Who who are some um, who are some filmmakers that you take inspiration from, or what are some of your favorite movies that you've loved over the years that you that you tried to either emulate or think about when you're when you're when you're writing and directing and creating um, after school? Um, Put you on the spot a little bit. Yeah, here. you did. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Um, I think the way that he works with kids is amazing. Like I love the movie Pan's Labyrinth because 
it was just so um, magical and I definitely wanted to have that magical effect not necessarily in this movie right. but just like just a the mag- feeling yes yeah, yes yeah. and just the awe of the the world around and just the visuals that he has that's something that I, I wish I could do, and yeah, definitely something I look up to. Well, he's got how so. many, 30 years in the business, yes. or however many years in the business, so 30 years from now, you'll have that <laughs> level of magic creating, but yeah, he's I follow him on Twitter, too, and very interesting and creative artist, and, yes. and very, very cool guy, yeah. Awesome. Um, so how would you how would you express what your experience was like in Cinematoba, if you could do that in 30 seconds? Like, what was Cinematoba like for you? Um, I think it's something that really changed my life Mm. because I just didn't think I would ever get to make a film like it was just like a daydream to me so for that to be a reality it's just I love it beautifully said very very cool so at the end of our time together this is the because and effect podcast where we talk about the causes people care about and the effect that it has on their lives so we have seven questions that I ask all my guests all about the causes you care about are you okay to go through those with us yeah for sure all right cool question one what is the very first cause you ever even remember caring about um world hunger Mm. yeah do you remember a moment or a well because um Miss Universe is a big thing in the Philippines. So the pageant, uh, the pageant queens would just be like, I should solve world hunger. And then it just kind of gets you thinking as a kid. I'm like, what even is that? Right. And then you're like, wow, some people really go hungry. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. Such an important, and especially too, because we have, there's enough food for everyone. You know, for like sure. we, we, there's enough to go around, yet we still have these problems. And it just seems like, what do, how come we can't connect mm-hmm. the dots and, and feed people who need food. Yeah, very good answer. Uh, question two. So if money and politics and logistics were no issue at all, you could just snap your fingers and something would happen, what would you do in support of your current cause? Uh, what do you mean? Like, well, like you, you could ju- you, if you had a wish, you could make one wish and something would happen to support your cause, what would you want to do? Kind of like about food, what like we just security, right? Like if any everyone in the world could have food security and I think... I think that would really help with the future because children especially um, need their nutrition growing up and yeah. Yeah, going to school on an empty mm, stomach exactly. is just a, is a nightmare that we shouldn't. Yeah, no one should ever go through that. Very, very important for sure. Uh, question three, what's the biggest misunderstanding or what's the biggest stigma? Like why do you think we can't get this? Why do you think that's such a thing that we have such issues with? It's It's a lot of politics especially Mm. because i work in healthcare, Mm. and there's definitely certain parts of say the city of winnipeg where they're food deserts right so i think it's more about the access and also the the education to um like the individuals themselves just to highlight the importance of food and also giving them the the resources to even access this because what would you do with your education if you didn't have the resources to really effectively provide yeah yeah 100 percent. very good answer uh question four what's a recent victory so either professionally or personally like a recent dub that you've gotten that uh, you can share with us it's mm, a good one <laughs> um i would say well right now because uh, it's summer holidays at work and i work as a pharmacist i'm kind of being the team leader mm. and I guess any day that's a good day that's not a chaos <laughs> I think that's a dub. Agree. yeah 
you never know how important your manager is when they're gone for weeks. So yeah, yeah. exactly. That's so funny. Uh, question five: What's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Um, I would say the one that comes up to mind is um, what Rebecca had told me because I told her I felt like I had imposter syndrome mm. being like the director of this movie because I'm like I literally have zero experience and she's like just own it just act like you know and you will know and yeah it's just about like feeling giving yourself the confidence to be right that person that you want to be i think about that all the time because like everybody sucks at everything at first right yeah. everybody's not good at anything so it's just practice and getting better and if you believe in yourself you can get there for sure yeah, yeah rebecca sounds very cool that's awesome she is uh, question six, what advice would you give your 10-year-old self if you could go back in time? Um, just be yourself and be confident. And I feel like that's something I struggled with growing up, just the confidence. And it it really is game changer when you believe in yourself and you, you I don't know, just knowing where I'd be right now and where I was when I was 10, it's something that she wouldn't have imagined so well because you said yeah. you came to Canada when you were 11 yes you're right so that's a very pivotal yeah. time of like imagine where you're going to be in a yeah. whole new freezing cold country yeah or, you know. <laughs> yeah I went to the Philippines actually for a wedding uh maybe four or five years ago oh for, really it was awesome. one of my best friends um married a Fil Filipino girl and they happily ever after and it was one of the most delicious trips like the food was just oh yes so i definitely good. miss that <laughs> the best uh question seven what do you want to be remembered for M maybe as a filmmaker or as a person or both i want to be i want to be remembered as someone that was kind-hearted and just lovely to be around and as a filmmaker i want to be remembered as someone that made great store that um told great stories Beautiful. Well, you are lovely to be around. Thank you for doing this interview. Thank you for doing the interview on camera a while ago. I'm, I'm excited to debut the behind the scenes video uh, at Cinematoba. And I guess the next time we see each other, you, we will be at the premiere. Oh, I'm of, excited. Of, uh, Why do I? After School. After School <laughs> by Faustina Dalmasio. Thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the people of Winnipeg? Um, just have a good day. <laughs> so good. Thanks, Faustina. Thank you for listening to the Because and Effect podcast, and thank you to Faustina for the conversation today. You can see her film After School by visiting our website, wpgfdn.org. All music on our show is produced and composed by Trenton Burton. You can hear more of his music at Trenton Burton on Spotify. Because and Effect is a podcast of the Winnipeg Foundation. To learn more about our programs and partnerships, visit wpgfdn.org and follow us on most social media platforms at WPGFDN. I'm Nolan Bicknell on most social media platforms. Uh, you can follow me there. Thank you for listening. As always, thank you for subscribing. And remember, a sister is a dearest friend, a closest enemy, and an angel in the time of need. Bye-bye.